You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Just go to BatmanPodcastNetwork.com for a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also dive into some other nerdy subjects that we love to frolic about in our free time. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 59, Batman number 251, aka, and probably better known as the joker's five-way revenge and joining me speaking of batman on film is the big cheese of batman on film the gumbo guru of texas himself mr bill jet ramey bill welcome back to the show hey now how are you that was a good one that was that was a good one that was a good one hank i was proud of that well done yeah (laughs) yeah doing well doing well this is your your third time back you've uh Almost a year ago, you were on, and we did the Batman Year 100, and then the last time was Mr. Useland's Detective Number 27. Yeah, okay. You've done some good picks. Yeah. T- today's yeah. today's is a much more uh, wide known, I'd say. Better known. Widely known. It, for its cover, for one thing, right? Mm-hmm. One, of most, one of the most famous Batman covers in Batman comic book history, for sure. Absolutely. And not just because uh, your pal, Mr. Michael Usland, said so. I think that yeah. us Batman fans that are in the know, everybody recognizes this cover. And it, that's a good point that you brought up before, too. And when we in March, I did the uh, the Batman bracket for greatest Batman story. Mm-hmm. And this one got knocked out early. Mm-hmm. And I put on there Joker's Five-Way Revenge. And you'd said, I bet it have lasted a little bit longer if we had images and people saw the cover of this and i i 100 agree i think there, yeah I, it's very famous cover i think even batman fans i think some batman fans know the cover wear mm-hmm. a shirt with the cover on the front of it have the cover in a poster hanging in their room house office wherever may have not ever read the story but it yeah. is a it is a very significant story, important uh, historically to Batman as well. Besides just the cover, and we can get into that, I'm sure, as we discuss the yeah. Before that, let's let's take a pit stop at the uh, question I always ask. Yeah, uh, what Batman have you been reading lately? Oh, um, let's see. Well, I've. I do read the comics we get each week. I uh, Batman mm-hmm. film is lucky enough to get early looks at uh, not just Batman comics, but all of DC's releases early, and so so we can review them. And I, to be honest, you know, I'm really starting to get more into Detective. I, it's fact, Detective is surpassed Batman as my favorite title to read right now. Because I'm just, I'm kind of just over Batman and this whole run yeah. with, with this, uh, 
Ghostmaker, and I'm really not a huge fan of. I like the fact that Batman or Bruce Wayne has, you know, lost his money and he's going low. He's going low tech and old school Batman. I like all that stuff, but it's just a little. I mean, I like the whole thing of him still like him being a billionaire and the whole traditional Batman. And um, I'm not a, I'm not really sure. I'm a big fan of where DC Comics is going in general here mm-hmm. uh, here soon. There seems to be we're getting back to all these big event type things. They're going to shake things up, and there's like yeah some more stuff coming. There's this there's something. Fear something storyline coming out in the fall involving the scarecrow and all this other stuff. So anyway, I've been reading Detective mainly. I ha- I am still reading Batman and uh, some of the other Batman stuff. I'm trying to think if I've picked up any uh, reread anything lately. I have not. I don't think I've reread anything. Not really. That, that can. Uh, think one of thing here. I kn- I know you're reading Batman Scooby Doo. Yes. I, okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I am reading that. I like that. That's been good. Uh, oh, yeah. But I have read the the topic we're going to talk about today. I actually read it. I've read it four times because I read it. Um, nice. I read it once when leading up to this a week before I knew we were going to do this, or you know, and then I read mm-hmm. it two nights ago because we were going to do it the next morning yesterday. And then I ended up had already told my wife that I would go drive down to Dallas at this furniture place and pick up a, a chest of what well, I don't know. I mean, whatever in the hell it was piece of furniture. And I had to reschedule it this morning. But so anyway, I had read it before, even before I knew that I was planning on doing the podcast. And then she walked in the office and, and she goes, well, you ready? And I went for what? I, go pick up that, that, that piece of furniture down in Dallas. And I was like, I supposed to do a podcast. Then it became an ordeal. And I just didn't want to, you know what I'm talking. I've been in that spot. I can't do this. I have to record about a comic book. So I had read it. Yeah. So I read it before that in the morning and then I read it again this morning. I knew we were for sure going to do it. So, and I've actually, I read my, when I read it, I read my original copy, which you can see now, Ryan, I can't see it because this yeah. is an audio podcast. I finally have a cover for it. This, this is my original copy I bought in 1973 when I was seven years old, when it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had, I don't know where the cover went. The original cover came off years ago somewhere. And it's just been, I didn't take very good care of it. I mean, I can, and looking through it, I can see the kid things I did, like um, wrote my name in it. And yeah, um, uh, there's one panel that I colored the Joker's mouth. He's Joker has a big Joker mouth. And I, I <laughs> there's colored, a coloring book. I, I colored it black, you know. So, but I did find the, a cover for it on eBay. And it's even what's cool about it is, and I did a video on it. I was so proud of it. Uh, mm-hmm. even the, in the inside front and back cover even have the old ads that were in the original. So it's not just blank white paper. All right. Well, okay. let's, let's just, let's hop into that because, okay. uh, 
because that I mean that was basically going to be the the first question out the gate anyway, and that it's Batman number two fifty one, written by Denny O'Neill, illustrated mm-hmm. by Neil Adams, cover date of September nineteen seventy three. It obviously came out physically back in the day. It's been in every greatest Batman Joker stories collection you can ever think of. Yeah. It's also available digitally. It's been in the Neil Adams collection, hardcover collections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so you just said you, for this one, you read your original, mm-hmm. uh, your original copy. Uh, do you remember, I don't know how often DC does it now, but two years ago they were doing the facsimile editions, mm-hmm. which are basically like just new prints. And that's actually the one that I grabbed. And I can do a compare to see how accurate, because that that's too it. is supposed to. Have yeah, that's it. Ads, and that makes me laugh at the that's very it. first one when you and the back. Don't and be everything. half a. Yeah. Don't be half a man. Yeah. And then those, I I love this. This is the only facsimile edition issue of that I've gotten since they started doing this. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this. And there's even like a whole, you know, like dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, yes. Page in there. Yep. Yep. And let's see what else we got woods edge game whatever that is uh the one that makes me laugh is all the way at the back and it's the sea monkeys oh like oh my gosh dude i bought (laughs) i bought some of those i mean i literally i um actually would cut out and order stuff from comic books there's some i have that are old that unfortunately there's nothing i cut out in this one besides drawing it but um you know the, the x-ray glasses and the yeah. werewolf mat. I mean, all kind of funny stuff. And I also thought what's funny was the, uh, there were, uh, God, what was it? Um, oh, you could subscribe to D- have your DC comics mailed to you and, yeah. and how inexpensive it was for like 13 titles or whatever. You can see it somewhere and it's in there, uh, toward the back, I think. Ch- yeah, there's there's the order form. Just put an X next to the yeah. comics you want. Uh, enclose check or money order, and it has been are published six, eight, or twelve times a year. You will receive fifteen consecutive issues for three dollars. That's it. Yeah, that's wow. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I and I love this because they also have it in like Pete and I talk about this a lot. The the style of paper. It's like the older Pete calls it construction paper. This is thinner than that, but it mm-hmm. relatively the same idea. It's not the glossy, it's the thicker paper, and they reprinted it in that. And I'm just like, man, I really hope I have no idea sales numbers. It was $3.99 for this. Yeah. Um, I have no idea 20, 20 cents. Did. 20 cents 20. back in the day. <laughs> yeah, mine clearly is not 1973. Yeah. $3.99. But I wish that they do this more for other well-known issues because I yeah. I really like this. I like having the physical. I may try to um, get my hands on one of those just to just to pair up with this one and put it in the back because, like I said, mine is not in great condition. We did the what what version uh, you read, and you said you were first or you were seven years old when you bought that issue. So that was seven when I bought it. it. Yeah. It's got a September cover date. So I turned eight in October of that year, but clearly, you know, came out before that. Yeah. So I was seven when I got it. Yeah. So I'm, this is asking a lot. Do you have any recollection of what you thought in reading this? Yes, I do. For the first that's, time. You do. That, All right. That's, that's why it's uh, an, an important uh-huh. comic book to me and far as what shaped me 
um, shake my Batman sensibilities because I'd come up with the, you know, the, the Adam West 60s show. That's where I became a Batman fan. Now, I had comic books before that I, quote unquote, I'd say I looked at. I don't know, you know, I know I read them, but I'd buy them and just look at, look at them. And, but this one really had an impact on me. Just the cover, the look of the Joker, for one thing. And yeah. I don't, I, this is probably the first comic book I have that had the Joker in it. That's another historical um, uh, milestone of this issue is that it reinduced the Joker to Batman comics mm -hmm. after several years of not appearing. And not only that, it brought the Joker back to his dark and serious uh, murderous roots uh, because for, I guess, probably from the early 40s to until 1973, he was he was portrayed as this as this harmless prankster character, yeah. you know, and not like you would read in um, Batman number one, you know, the Joker and the Joker Returns, those stories. So, so yeah, and I just you know, so my idea of the Joker was was, was Cesar Romero, and my Batman was was Adam West, and then to see this was how. It, it, this wasn't that, you know, um, even mm -hmm. though Batman had in the comic books, Batman had gone back to his, his dark, again, dark and serious roots in 19, about 1969. So this had been, you know, three, four years, but still, but the cover, um, you know, Batman looking, looking a lot different than the Adam West version, you know, a more, uh, you know, the Neil Adams, the more contemporary, version of batman the longer ears and so forth and and just the joker being killing people you know yeah and yeah. that and the dynamic between batman and joker was just i remember it and that that's it shaped what batman was to me and what the joker was to me ever since you know and it's been you know, almost 50 at years. that age Knowing how the Joker was to you uh, at, up to that point, did the cover scare you? Or yeah, I'm did you sure. Think, wow, this is awesome. I probably thought it was cool because yeah, um, I don't think I was scared of it, but I just thought cool, it, scary. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, scary. That's a good way to put it, for sure. I I cannot tell you the first time that I ever read this. Uh, I know yeah. that I received probably when I was seven or eight. It's my first. Um, Batman greatest greatest Batman stories ever told. This was included in there. I have the greatest Joker tales ever told when they did that. The Long Meadow Press of like it's a purple leather bound cover that's got that in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they started to release the hardcover Neil Adams collections in the two thousands, this was in there. And that's because when I'm when you're young, also you're looking at the pictures. You're not reading all of the dialogue. Uh, so uh, yeah, for sure. I can't, I, the images stuck in my head to where the images were very familiar, but as far as like what full on happened was not as familiar in, in my head yeah. as, as I got, as I got older. Uh, so, and it's actually been a little while uh, since I read this. So I, like you, I, I read it three times Okay. for this because also, I mean, it's, it's one issue. It's a quick read as it is. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, but then wish, wish when I have, asked you to wish we'd have more of that in comics, just saying, I know it. just saying yep. I'm with you. Um, Sorry for that editorial when, note right there. 
I think you kind of explained it. If it's, unless there's anything else uh, you want to add to it, when I asked if you'd like to come back on, and you said yeah, and and you you wanted to do this story. Why is there anything you haven't said yet on why you decided let's talk Joker's Five Way Revenge? Just just the significance of it. I think it's um, yeah. I <clears throat> I think it's the is this fair? It's the best known Batman comic in history that people, even fans, maybe not know much about when it comes to the story. It's just, you know, we talked about the cover. The cover. Um, yeah, and the fact, the fact, as I mentioned, it's just, it, it brought the modern Joker uh, mm -hmm. back to comic books, Batman comic books, and to the uh, to audiences for a first time in, at that time, what, I mean, 30 years almost, you know, when that yeah. came out. So I just think it's a, uh, the importance of it is huge. You know, it, even uh, Mr. Ushland, it's, it's on his, it's in his top five of the most important Batman comics of all time. And I agree with him. Yeah. And I think it's, it's something you've already touched on too, is like, I, I looked it up and by the time when this issue came out, it had been four years, four years since the last Joker, Joker comic book mm -hmm. appearance. And that was in justice league number 47. Okay. And sometimes for some of us now, it's really hard to believe how, like, can we imagine Joker not being in a comic for four years now? Like there, no, no way the, the, the sheer volume of Joker, but then also that's such a, well, I think we're going back to so much now which I'm yeah. not going to critique on whether that's it's an oversaturation or not, or anything yeah. like that. Um, but it's just, it's interesting to think four years without Batman's nemesis in a comic. And that's, a, that's kind of wild to me now. And a, and a very different version of the Joker. Yes. From what showed up in Batman 251. I mean, that, that's a, that's a, almost a shock to the system at that time. How could you even say, to compare it to today's times, like he's a the Joker comes back and he's a news anchor or something. You know, yeah. be like, wait, what? Totally different than what we're used to, what we're accustomed to. <laughs> I mean, compare Heath Ledger to Cesar Romero. You yep. know, that, that's yeah. a good analogy, and both are valid versions of the Joker for sure. You know, I, I love the um, how they did the Joker, the Silver Age joker on batman the brave and the bold animated series mm -hmm. uh, i prefer this joker that we get here the joker we've got in the dark knight and the joker that we have in the comic books today but i still appreciate the different versions of the characters um he was um maybe not as malleable as batman but he certainly there is uh, different takes on the Joker, you know, um, that we've seen. Yeah. Do you think that this version was a big risk? Do you think Denny O'Neill uh, had to fight to get this version of Joker? Oh, I'd like to know that question. I get. I, I mean, I guess Michael would know. I think by that time, um, I think I've maybe I've, I'm maybe I'm misremembering, or, or I think I remember them talking about you know the Batman had come back and Batman has had been basically three to four years of uh, going back to his original incarnation, you know, creature of the night and so forth. 
and it was time to bring that Joker back for this for this for that Batman. Bring that original version of Joker back for the this Batman who they had brought back as well. So yeah, um, and, and, yeah, and comic books go were going comic books were going in a more. I don't want to know what you. I don't want to use the term mature, but I mean, but for they weren't as kid friendly. They were more getting, yeah, getting more serious, you know, a serious medium of, of, uh, of literature and art, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, just compare the art of Neil Adams to just, you know, going back and no knock on like Carmine Infantino, um, you know, came up with the new look of Batman in in the mid sixties and, and even 10 years before that, in the early 60s, you know, <clears throat> these, they certainly weren't as realistic looking as, as we get started, started in the early 70s with Neil Adams and others of his contemporaries. Yeah, I think what, and what spawned that a little bit for me to ask is slapped on the front is approved by the Comics Code Authority. Mm-hmm. And we know how strict mm-hmm. they were in the 50s. And I didn't mm-hmm. know when that started to ease up, when well, the restrictions yeah. started to ease <clears throat> Well, clearly it eased up because, I mean, the Joker's blowing, giving people exploding yeah. cigars that, you know, <laughs> blow them to pieces. And, you know, there's this wouldn't Joker. have been allowed in the 50s. No, <laughs> you know, there's Joker, there's Joker venom or whatever, you know, uh, uh, you know, that, that kill people and, you know, put the smile on their face. You know, they die yeah. laughing and so forth. I also found reading, reading the dialogue. <laughs> was very even as we say this is a serious batman comic the dialogue is very uh a it's it's uh a product of its time it's not yes. extremely far off from the dialogue dialogue that had been in comics for for decades you know what i mean yeah i was going to mark some of the things that even it's always the most uh what's a jarring is too extreme of a word take it a couple notches back from there of when batman says some dialogue in the way like you're just saying like it's dated dialogue but when batman says some of it it's always kind of like yeah that's just not i'm just not used to that yeah that's not a lot very wordy batman Mm -hmm. uh and a batman who thinks and and talks with exclamation points Almost yes. every every sentence he says, you know, break blast you. Yeah. Oh boy, good stuff. And there it is, as he says out loud. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine though. It's it's definitely not like a complaint because definitely uh, no, not a complaint. Like, a product of its time, of course. Dialogue was different then and whatnot. But I yeah. I totally agree with you on that one and how he how he talks to even like the first guy that he confronts in the gym yeah. it, it and the guy he misses the bag and punches him and he's like oops sorry missed the bag and batman perfectly all right yeah like, <laughs> yeah it just it just makes me laugh I'm, I'm just not used to that because my whole life of reading batman comics he's definitely been much different with his dialogue but that's yes it's a-okay yeah. uh, i think so an, another thing on the history aspect of this that i I think I, I don't ever remember is that Arkham is not referenced in this. Mm-hmm. It's the mental hospital mm-hmm. for the criminally insane. Mm-hmm. And that this was seven issues before Arkham Asylum's debut. Yeah. 
um, which I think is also, it's a fun note later on. Uh, not going to change your life or anything, but it, it's just some, sometimes we may forget of like, no, no, no. Arkham Asylum wasn't. Yeah, I think there. it was, I think it was like um, inferred that, you know, these Batman rogues, when Batman captured them, they went somewhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, this, I think if I'm not wrong, is the first time it was mentioned that, like the Joker had been at a hospital for the criminally insane, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's building up. Of course that becomes Arkham, uh, not too, not too long after that. So yeah, important. Another historical milestone there for sure. We're trying to, trying to learn some folks who listen to the Batman book club. We're going to, we're going to teach Absolutely. you some history yes. here. Uh, the story it's, I love the story. The Joker is seeking revenge, as mm -hmm. the title says, on five members of his crew mm -hmm. because somebody ratted him out. We've been ratted mm -hmm. out again, boys. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he's just tracking him down and Batman's trying to catch up and prevent. And that yeah. seems like such a basic idea for a story. And it works so well. Of like that, that's just that's such a great Batman Joker story. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could almost work as a Batman and any villain if he's trying to catch up to whoever, but it just works best that it's Joker. And yes. the way that, that he's tracking down his people, which also a sign of the times and their their names, Packy White, yeah. Albie, Bigger Melvin, Bing Horsley. Mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate the <laughs> the 70s names of like, yeah. the, those are classic, um, classic bad guy names, I guess. I, I don't know. These are uh, these are names someone of Denny O'Neill's vintage. He was a young man at that time, but you know he grew up in the fifties and and sixties, uh, and those names were common. And so it's even even though those are kind of becoming a stretch, even by the seventies, you know they started. That's there's not yeah. too many people going by these kind of names again, but it just shows. Um, a little bit about the writer who wrote it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, the times that he he came up and was influenced by, you know, mobster movies or whatever during that period. He's like, I want bigger Melvin to make an yeah. appearance in Batman 251. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go through every, every single page. I no. just, how does you you mentioned that it brings joker back to its roots this story mm -hmm. does so how how do you think that that's best why why do you say that this brings him back to his roots aside from like the homicide homicidal maniac what are what are some ways the joker oh, well that, that <clears throat> this has had its lasting impression on I think every Joker after this. He's clearly, can... it's not, he's not a harmless prankster in this because yeah. he's very harmful, uh, you know, mm -hmm. um, and he is, the, his dialogue is, is similar to Batman's where there's some, it's kind of, it's dated and part of its times, mm -hmm. but it's not, you know, um, what you would read in the fifties or early sixties, or even the forties with the, with, with the Joker when, cause he was no threat. 
and mm-hmm. um it's just and he's got a very much more um eerie scary look about him you know uh yeah you know what i mean so that you know and and that's that neil adams joker is how the joker was drawn for the most part ever since you know very similar not not like trying to copy neil adams but uh you know it's 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 changed in the last i won't say change i mean the joker is the joker right you know yes uh, but um it's uh, it's just um he's much more uh, um menacing looking than he was for many many years before that you know okay so that i'm glad you went to that because that's actually i think what i was gonna go to is the design of the Mm -hmm. joker and i'm trying to i'm trying to pull up like some 1960s joker art Mm -hmm. for to compare and contrast but there's just something it's it almost a pointier chin which extends that smile and then the inner part of his eyebrows being so far down Mm -hmm. and the the outside being up i think that you said menacing and Mm -hmm. that's i think that's just the the most I don't know because I know that this is really like breaking it down, but that it's just that face on that well, cover. I mean, you of the could, yeah, the cover. I was about to bring it up. Cover. Yeah, right there. <laughs> We're both bringing it up for those yeah. uh, listening at home. Yeah, the shadow, the shadow hitting on his on his forehead, it and just creates that like I don't know that that lighting on his face. That's just like that's evil. Yeah, and and I to yeah. me that's not that I'm some historian on 1960s comics, but. I almost do think of the Carmen Infantino, you know, uh, version, which I still find very, to me, very similar to kind of the Dick Sprang era. Mm-hmm. And yes. to go from that, and so that Joker compared to this one, it's like, oh, one is for kids, one is mm-hmm. for adults. And this mm-hmm. is definitely bringing in that mature approach of the Joker. And uh, the, the way that there's just, there's a reason that this is stuck to via like Neil Adams's version of, of mm-hmm. the Joker. Like, I don't, I don't know what else, like what else to say other, like it, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that it's pretty good? Yeah. Cause I like it. It's clearly not. Um, and those are, I mean, I think maybe the, the, the last stab at, uh, uh, a scary Joker, a bad Joker, mm. a mean Joker was probably, oh golly, what um, Detective sixty nine, Jerry Robinson cover, um, mm. the the one where it's Batman and Robin and the Joker is a genie or coming out of a genie bottle. You ever seen that one? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up again. Let's see here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bruce Tim did a version for the Joker 80th, and that was the that was one of the variants. Okay. An updated version of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great cover. That's Uh-oh. that I'm that I have to put that on your wall. I think <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> so it um it's this is something I got learned by Mr. Usman <laughs> is that that was probably that comic. Detective sixty nine was really when Batman started losing all of his menacing 
dark and serious original incarnation and things went way more kid friendly for lack of a better term. And mm -hmm. I asked him about that cover because I was kind of do some research for this one. And he was like, yeah, I think this was like Jerry Robinson making one more last stab go at, you know, uh, a bad joker uh, pushing back a little bit against DC um, at the time. So, yeah. So that's another thing. I mean, just, I mean, that's a pretty big gap. You're talking about from the forties to the, I mean, another like 30 year gap. Just wasn't that, wasn't the Riddler something like that? Was it like 20 years for Riddler or is he longer? Could be. I know this um, isn't about the Riddler, but yeah. I know that one really sticks in my mind too. Cause that one's just as baffling that there's how many generations that didn't even know that the Riddler existed. Yeah. And then he just popped up in a comic. And at that yeah. time too, of, of like it, we didn't have him at our disposal. Mm -hmm. So they just thought, Oh, is this a brand new character? It's like, no, 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 actually this guy, he's been around. Um, and maybe that, that was how this issue was for some people. Sure. Um, with the Joker, not, they knew that he was around, but they, they got to, they got to read it firsthand as it came out. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd say the most comic booky that the, the issue gets as we sort of move along here is, is definitely the end Batman, Batman wrestling a shark. Yeah. Uh, without shark repellent. And you know, it's um, not, I, <clears throat> when I reread it, it's not as silly as I thought it was going to be, you know, it's it's because yeah. it's I guess maybe because there isn't shark repellent. I mean, it's <laughs> it's almost like maybe Denny O'Neill was like trying to make a. This is how my Batman is, would fight you know, a shark. Exactly. <laughs> this is how a dark and serious Batman fights a shark. Yeah, that's what the point I was trying to get at. Now, do you remember? Do you think that this was uh, nodded to in Three Jokers? I don't know if you remember Three Jokers, the end of that first one, they end up in an aquarium and there's a a shark that has been laughing fished, so to speak, that comes out of the, the big tank and chomps yeah. on Gaggy. Maybe I, it could be a stretch, but also maybe a, mean, a nod to both the laughing fish and then Batman 251 at the same time. I'll yeah. go with that. I don't know. You know, you know what? I'll ask Jeff Johnson. When we have lunch next week. Yes. So let's move on as we go toward uh, the end now and let's select uh, Mr. Ramey. Let's select a favorite part of this issue. Do you have yourself a favorite part of the Joker's five way revenge? I like the, um, it's on page 11 and it is Batman's been knocked unconscious. Mm -hmm. Not really by the Joker's doing and, and the Joker is contemplating, um, just taking him out, but then he decides not to because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be any fun. It wouldn't be the way it's supposed to happen. It was supposed to be because the Joker is, because of his being a guru and being his cunning and whatever. Mm -hmm. And he gives his speech and it's, it's, it's a little corny. I mean, I don't think you could have that dialogue today, but it still, it, it's it speaks to a lot of about, um, Almost like, uh, you know, the why you're trying to kill me, trying to kill you. No, you, you know, you, you complete me, you know, you know, the whole, you know, yin and yang between those two. Absolutely. Things. Yeah. He's not going to kill him because he didn't, he didn't come up with the plan and he didn't, 
it was too easy. You know, it was too easy. Yeah. There's no fun. There's no fun in it for him. So sure. yeah, absolutely. As a result of cunning, like that's, that's completely the Joker. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he actually got knocked out from the, uh, called the snap. I think those, do you remember, did you ever see any of those? Not sure. My dad has one that was passed down to him through generations. And he okay. told me that they were, that they were illegal now, but he still had it. Um, didn't obviously, obviously didn't use it or anything, but yeah. he just had it. And it was such a, such an old, uh, such an old thing that it just felt like it felt like an artifact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd have to say for my favorite part, maybe this isn't too exciting, but it's, I mean, it's page two and it's, it's the crime scene of the first victim mm. because I think I always love that whole, especially if you don't know that it's going to be, a, it's almost like a, a reveal that, Oh, this is going to, this is a Joker story. Mm-hmm. So you know, do you see the bat signal and the police cars mm-hmm. and Batman? <laughs> Gordon's funny. Of I wish Batman would arrive and Batman. I'm here, Commissioner. Been here for ten minutes. Yes. Um, but they're at the crime scene, and then you see the victim that they're looking at has the ghastly grin, mm-hmm. and then there's a Joker card, mm-hmm. and that that always just warms my heart. Of mm-hmm. like, oh sweet, this is a. I mean, that's classic Joker. He leaves a card, and his victim has a smile on his face, and that's that just leaves us such a good, like a fun feeling of like, oh, it's shit. a very, um, the whole thing is a good, a lot of detectives, Batman doing detective stuff in this comic book. Yep. Um, yeah. even the end, you know, how, how he knows where the Joker went, you know, mm-hmm. with the sand and the oil and all, you know, all this stuff. And, um, from the beach being close to the beach, you know, um, uh, oil spill and which ends up getting the Joker in the end, you know, it was, he slips on the yeah. oil, you know, uh, on the beach from the oil oil spill and Batman sends him back to his uh what would become Arkham, you know, what it um, yep. which was mentioned the, the hospital for Bill. mentally criminally insane. insane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. his Batman's own little punchline of, you know, this is funny to think that you, my arch enemy, would make me grateful for pollution. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his got his hand on him and they're walking off. In the sunrise like best friends <laughs> yeah and that's Which he kind it. of is he is joker's best friend yeah he kind of is number one fan all right how about a favorite panel you have a favorite image uh aside from the cover because i think we could all probably say the cover is our favorite but let's, let's that op- scratch that um that opening splash page kind of mm-hmm. with the joker in yeah. the car yeah yep same same here i okay. love that yeah so we knew, I mean, so I just said my favorite part of like, yeah, this is a Joker story. We knew by the the cover, the title, the first page, this is mm-hmm. a Joker story. But uh, yeah, I really, I really like that. Now let's, animated adaptations, kind of a fun, a fun thought because definitely influenced in Batman the Animated Series for the Laughing Fish, mm-hmm. uh, the, the big shark uh, tank at the end, except it's, it's, it's Bullock that's in there instead of instead of Bing, it's Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of the only part of this that I've really direct sort of influence adaptation into, into something. Uh, would you like to see this adapted somehow? And yes. So I think you away. could do, a, I could think you could take the core story. I think you could turn it into an animated film. Easy. 70 uh-huh. minute movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole story, uh, make it a detective story, Batman, you know, Joker 
taking off people one by one of his former gang and Batman trying to stay one step ahead of the Joker and trying to prevent him to kill, kill him. And it could be, I'm just talking the premise and make, making it inspired by a story. I mean, you don't have to end up with the shark and the tank and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, I had even asked, I had asked Mr. Uslan uh, a few months ago, what, what stories would you like to see um, get the animated Batman treatment as far as film? And this was one of them right here. He picked mm -hmm. Batman 251. Yeah. yeah. I think you could do it if they're listening, you know, come on, come on, James Tucker. <laughs> of course. And Warner brothers is always listening to this. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that don't, I don't think it would have to be too much of a stretch. You could add some, you could add some elements, uh, change it like a little bit, but have the core of the story of yeah. that. Because I think that could that could create a, a good um, dynamic too. Of you know, Batman is trying to save criminals yeah. from being murdered because mm -hmm. it's like not because I want to save you per se, but I can't let somebody commit murder. Yeah. And I think that's a good yeah. that's a good talking point for for mm -hmm. Batman uh, and such. So like, yeah, I'd, I'd be. I mean, if Batman's name's on something, I'm going to throw my money at it anyway, but I think that could be a, oh, yeah, could be I think a really cool... Definitely take, like I said, core story. I mean, add characters. I mean, you want Catwoman in there, put Catwoman, you know, if you want, you know, Alfred. I mean, make it a, you know, make it a, flesh it out. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm down. I wish, I hope it happens. I wish it would happen. I'm going to put that on, Maybe. Put that on Twitter today. They're starting to get they're starting to go through all their like really popular mm -hmm. collected Batman stories. I mean, once that the long Halloween comes, oh boy, mm -hmm. I mean, they'll, they'll have to start digging into digging into the archives. Sure. So uh, Bill, last thing, what are your final thoughts on Joker's five way revenge? Is it okay if it's kind of, if, if, if it's more, about me than than it is about the, yeah, the comic absolutely it's kind of like anything both. in your head it just had such a huge impact on me as a kid um when i think about when i think back about batman and how my you know origin story quote unquote is becoming a batman fan i, I just two things i mean it's adam west tv series and batman 251 and it's just had a huge impact and then the story, I remember, you know, remember reading it and thinking this is, and looking at it, just the, you know, the aesthetic, the way Batman is drawn and the way the Joker was drawn and thinking, even as that seven, almost eight year old me thinking, this is different than that TV show I watch. Mm -hmm. It's different. And I like, I like this, you know, I like it. I love that almost complete opposites are what made the impression on you mm -hmm. of a Batman fan. The, the happy campiness of 66 and the dark murderous mm -hmm. Batman 251. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything I can say that you haven't already. Um, it's definitely one of the greatest Batman stories and um, Joker stories ever told it's very important to batman's history to joker's history uh it's one of if you had a you had a list of dynamic duos in the comic medium o'neill and adams are mm -hmm. i think at the top 
uh, amongst the best, most influential. And I think that that's on display for this issue. All I think if you can wrap up, like if you need a uh, proof of their, their work of like, why are, why are they always referred to as one of the greatest teams in comics? It's like read Batman 251. Mm, and yeah. then into the history of Batman comics before this mm-hmm. and then Batman comics after this of, I mean, it didn't ch- just instantly change everything overnight, but it definitely, I think creators started to pull from that. Like, Oh, this is the direction we're going. This is okay. We get cool. It, it just influenced, uh, it influenced the characters in the history. Since you're, so it's very important. Here's let me ask you this question about it because you're, basically maybe a generation past me underneath uh, younger than me and you you're you cut your teeth as a batman fan on different things probably batman animated series <clears throat> it was one thing and other comics <clears throat> and batman was already dark and serious by that time mm-hmm. um what does what does it going back and reading this, the times you read it, maybe even the first time or, or whenever, or now even, where does it, where does it fit in your Batman ranking sensibilities, et cetera? Are you, or is uh, it, you, you, okay, go ahead. I'll just let you answer. I'm going to ask you. I don't questions. think, um, like you said, I don't hold it negatively for like the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think for me, so like you said, it was almost like, I was born in 86. So as far as I can remember, and I've asked my parents, they have no idea the I shall be a Batman fan moment. Yeah. They just said, I just, I just, <laughs> I like to say I came shooting out of the womb loving Batman. And, but I mean, at the time in the comics, I saw images of Batman from Batman 89, Norm Bravefogel and Jim Aparo, mm-hmm. and then Batman the Animated Series. That to me is all grouped together of those are yeah. my influences on Batman. Yeah. This isn't too far removed from that as far as the dark still kind of it's not yeah accessible for children. Uh, so this fits in with my Batman sensibilities. Uh, it, I mean, it, and it all takes place. It, it yeah. takes place at night. And as weird as it could sound, outside at night, the backgrounds are blue. So it's, it's dark. It's not like earlier comics, Batman's in the daytime or mm-hmm. the background is yellow or, or red. And, and I know that sounds really small, but just having the background be blue symbolizes that it's night symbolizes to me of like, that's the dark night. That's how Batman is. Yeah. He's, he's supposed to be scarier and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that fits. This is in line with my preferred take on Batman for sure. Yeah, and it's really because it's 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 the beginning or in the beginning. I mean, it's in the formative years almost of Batman returning to what we know today, and what your yeah. and what your generation and the generation after the and subsequent after that know Batman as you know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, we again, don't really know a time that he wasn't like this. Yes, Batman 97's Batman and Robin, uh, we make fun of, but in the comics, it was continuing on as the Batman that we know. Mm -hmm. So we still had that, that version of the Dark Knight accessible to us. Yeah. Yeah. So hope that answered your question. Yeah. Good (laughs) stuff. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, sir, thank you again for coming back, for pulling the hat trick, coming on for the third time on the Batman Book Club. I'm glad you chose, I'm glad you chose this book. Uh, if people are unfamiliar, unaware, um, where can they follow you? People are unfamiliar with me? Really? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> they're familiar in one way or another, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I was, I, I, yes, uh, say the least. Follow me on Twitter, at Batman on Film. Follow Batman on Film, just news links only, on Twitter, at the Batman on Film. And uh, you can check out all of the stuff on Batman on Film, the website, batman-on-film.com, which is about four, five, six days, less than a week, I believe, Ryan Lauer, from being 23 years old. Woo! Hot dog. Yep. That little 23. old website, 23 years old. Yep. Better have a celebration. You know what you should do? You buy, You should celebrate by uh, completing your Lego Batman cow set on that. I'm day. working on it right now. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, we're putting it together, me and my son. So, uh, and is it then, making you realize why you don't like Lego, or are you having um, fun with it? Uh, it's fun. I, okay. I, I have, I, I have, I do not have patience, sir. Yeah, <laughs> that that takes patience. <laughs> And that's why uh, you brought your child into it. Yeah. To, to assist. Yes. Child, relatively speaking. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Well, as he said, um, Batman on film, I also have a lot of uh, posts up on Batman on film, comic book reviews. Actually that Lego Batman cow review is up interview with Mr. Artist extraordinaire Lee Mayo himself. Uh, and my proudest achievement is the uh, 89 Batwing lamp. I will guide people to BOF always to look that up because DC, I should get some commission. I've got people buying the lamp, but if you're not following the Batman book club on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so at the Batman BC uh, for latest episode drops and upcoming episodes. And sometimes even some giveaways. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan Lauer spelled like lower. You can write into the show with questions or comments uh, at the Batman BC at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, uh, go to tpublic.com where you can buy some merchandise, so t-shirts, hoodies, uh, notebooks, uh, onesies, so that your child can be dressed all stylish. Um, but if you don't want to spend any money and support, then you still want to support the show, that's completely a-okay. Just rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. The link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews we get, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So... For Mr. Bill Jet Ramey, I'm Ryan Lauer, and until next time, read more Batman comics.